0: Hello, Calm Seeker, and welcome back to another episode of the Calm Edit podcast. I hope you and loved ones are keeping safe and well amidst these ever-changing and difficult times. Today's episode is for all of the women business owners and creators out there. I guess I'm technically in that category now. So from my own experiences and from being in touch with a number of amazing women creatives... I can confidently say that forging an entrepreneurial and online life is not for the faint of heart. I know it sounds glamorous being your own full-time or side-hustle boss and there are definitely some great benefits and freedoms but in reality there are lots of hats to wear and challenges to face. So I wanted to reach out today with a few gentle words of advice and encouragement as another year comes to an end and before you find yourself jumping back on the business treadmill in January. But please don't worry if you're listening to this at another time. Everything I mention is relevant throughout the year. Let's start with the obvious. Running your own business or brand, whether that's having a physical store, selling products and online services, or creating content online, is really hard work. It's not as though we didn't know that going in, We did all of the research and the prep work, sometimes for months. But much like anything in life, you never fully know what's involved until you jump in with both feet. And even though there are countless tutorials and quick start business guides out there, if you don't have a financial cushion, access to childcare, encouragement from loved ones or trusted peers to help guide you, it can literally feel like it's you versus the world in your creative endeavour. So the fact that you've pushed past these obstacles and your own personal fears and anxieties to birth your business into the world puts you in a group that some will never be a part of. Let me just say now how amazing you are. I know I don't know you, so you might be rolling your eyes at some stranger giving you an auditory high five. But woman to woman, what you've achieved this year during one of the most turbulent and frightening periods of our lives is something you should feel unbelievably proud of. It doesn't matter how small you think your contributions have been, your unique skills, knowledge and creativity will have touched people across the world in ways you'll probably never fully realise. But I also know that it's come at a cost. To your health and well-being, your finances, your relationships and your sense of self. These days, the customer or client experience is everything. And as a creative, it's in the fabric of your very being to give. But within that giving comes a lot of sacrifice and struggle. Long and sociable hours, the comparison game, online harassment, fear, creative blocks, mum guilt, self-neglect, money worries. The list is long. If you're working for yourself, then you are the business. And I know the online world keeps harping on about it. But taking care of yourself is such an important element to cultivating a healthy and sustainable venture. So what steps can you take to create a business experience that feels rooted, balanced and healthy over the next 12 busy months? Well, before looking ahead, I always like to take a bit of time to reflect on what's been and gone. It's a healthy thing to do and lets you decide what to take forward and what to leave behind. Perhaps you'd like to discard a difficult energy you are carrying, or beliefs and fears that held you back. Maybe it's critical self-talk, bad relationships, overstepped boundaries, or misguided financial decisions. Whatever they are, write them down, take a few deep cleansing breaths, and decide how you'll do things differently. For example, What if you choose to value your expertise and experience by selling some products and services at their actual price instead of discounting? And how about setting virtual opening hours or an out-of-office message on your Instagram messages? You can do this through the Facebook business suite. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Or why not schedule in actual lunch breaks so that you can take a nice long break and nourish yourself? These are just a few ideas, of course. You can add whatever makes sense for you. Next, jot down the things in the business that weren't right or that brought you joy. The lovely customers or followers you got to meet and interact with, an unexpected sale, commission or partnership, or the opportunity to develop your skills and learn something new. Pop these into your notes, as they'll be a good reminder and a source of inspiration when you hit those inevitable bumps in the road. And while you're here in reflection mode, Another important step to take is to remind yourself of why you started all of this in the first place. Often we get so caught up in the doing that we lose sight of the why. There are no right or wrong motivations here, and your reasons will vary hugely compared to the next person. It could be to support yourself, spend more time with your children and less time working, to grow a community, to impart wisdom, or to create beautiful pieces of art or products that promote health and well-being. You'll likely find that your why is a combination of many things, but knowing them will give you a bit of a wake-up call if you're not fulfilling these wishes and keep you grounded in authenticity. And I can say with confidence that in a world filled with gimmicks, filters and false advertising, being your truest self in business is the best tool at your disposal. It's what separates you from everyone else and will retain customers, clients and followers. Speaking of followers and social media... I have a whole bunch of thoughts on this for us creative people. Like many of you out there, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with these apps. On the one hand, I've met some amazing people through Instagram. Without it, I simply wouldn't know that they exist. And even if I did, there is no way I would have had the confidence to trundle up to them in real life and say hi. How lucky are we to be able to access and share beautiful artistry, imagery and wordsmithery on this handheld device? On the other hand, these platforms can literally suck hours out of my day if I allow them to. And when creating an online presence, it's far too easy to get into a negative headspace around likes, comments and engagement, particularly when we compare ourselves to other more seemingly successful individuals. But there are definitely some ways to keep the balance between community building and descending into the digital spiral of doom, as I like to call it. Did you know that Facebook and Instagram have take a break and quiet mode features? Well, you do now, and I'd highly recommend using them to limit scrolling time. I now get a reminder after 10 minutes of use on Instagram, and it's surprising how much more mindful it makes you having that message pop up. Another good social media tip is to keep your follow numbers manageable. They say that the golden number for networking is around 150 accounts, which might seem ludicrously low, but in honesty, how many of the accounts that you follow do you actually engage with? I'm guessing it's no more than 20 to 30 tops. So why follow several hundred or even thousands? Ask yourself if you really enjoy being exposed to that much online noise. Don't be afraid to mute or unfollow accounts that don't serve your business or you as a human being. It's also good to focus on nurturing the positive online relationships you have. Not everyone is going to like you, your products or your messages, and the trolls are sadly everywhere these days. But again, it's what makes the experience of connecting with good people so rewarding. So don't let the haters grind you down. One last social media thought before I move on. Please stop worrying about algorithms, visibility and numbers. I know these elements have their place in sales and marketing, but they're constantly changing and are often beyond your control. Your value as a business owner, creative and woman, is not defined by the currency that social media chooses to barter with. At the time of recording, I have less than 300 followers on Instagram, but the podcast has had almost 2,000 downloads in total. If I really worried about the numbers, I probably wouldn't bother creating any social media content at all. And yet I know that people find value in it. So if you really want to grow and attract new customers and clients, a few things that are worthwhile setting up if you haven't already are a Pinterest page, a newsletter and a website. If you establish at least one or all of these and Meta, or whatever it morphs into in the future, happens to go down again, you'll at least still have a way to reach your audience. Now I know what you're going to say. That's all wonderful, Dan, but... I barely have the time for a half-finished cup of tea these days, let alone to reflect or make big business changes. I completely hear you, my friend, but let me briefly share one of the biggest lessons I've learned since starting the Calm Edit. Early this year, I didn't have a good morning routine. I was barely exercising, I put on weight from eating for convenience and comfort, I was overworking in the day job and worrying about a loved one who was sick. And guess what? you didn't hear from me for six months. Around October time, I decided that something had to give or I might as well knock the Carmedit on the head and make peace with my unhealthy body. So I booked onto a Wake Up Well workshop by the lovely Jenny Lowry. I'll link to her Instagram page in the show notes. And from that no-nonsense one-hour workshop, I decided that I was going to actively carve out time for two important things, investing in myself and picking up the Carmedit again. I took the next steps and signed up for live online yoga classes with the amazing machine from ConcreteJungleYoga.com. I put aside time to work on the podcast and blog. I increased the fresh home cooking up to my water intake, started practicing daily quick meditations with none other than Russell Brand over on Luminary. And I made a point of getting at least a couple of walks outside a week. With a slightly more structured day and by adding in movement, hydration and better nutrition... I've started to feel stronger in my body, I've gotten better sleep, and I've had more energy and ideas for content creation. Do I occasionally still overwork in the day job? Yes. Have I stayed up until midnight editing podcast episodes and missed publishing deadlines? Absolutely. Do I still enjoy chocolate biscuits in between meals? For sure. But the balance is now so much better, which means I'm better. And that's definitely a good thing for the calm edit. Your children or partner are always going to need more time than you have to give. And so are your customers and clients. But circling right back to the message at the start of this episode, if you don't grab the time you need with both hands, you and your business will eventually suffer. Let me leave you with this final thought. There's not a single thing I've said today that you didn't already know or feel in your heart. You are stronger more resourceful and creative than you'll ever realise. It's what's gotten you to this point and what will see you through the days ahead. Recognise your worth and how special you are. Hold your head up high, my friend, and walk with purpose and clarity into your next 12 months. I cannot wait to see what they have in store for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode please feel free to share it with any creatives or business owners in need of a gentle pep talk. As always, the full transcript and show notes are available at thecarmedit.com slash pod slash eight. Until the next episode, lovely calm seeker, stay safe and well. Bye.